If you were to throw a stone in a calm body of water, it will create a ripple effect. And likewise, our actions have consequences. They create a ripple effect. Right now, on Sunday, we're reading Paul's letter to the Romans. And I want to begin with something Paul said last Sunday and connected to the readings today. So St. Paul teaches us, through one man, sin entered the world and thus death came to all men. So we think of the ripple effect of that first or original sin, the sin of Adam and Eve. Because of the sin of Adam, now all of us are subject to death. Our actions have consequences. It's a ripple effect. It's good to remember that evil has a ripple effect. And so sometimes we can rationalize our sin thinking, well, this is kind of private. I'm really not hurting anyone. But St. Paul reminds us that we're a mystical body. So we're all connected to each other. So when one member suffers, the whole body suffers. Our sin has consequences. I'm reading right now a book on the history of World War I. And there are many factors that led to World War I, but one evil act was the catalyst that started World War I. So in the early 1900s, Serbia was under the Austrian-Hungarian Empire. And there were Serbian nationalists who wanted their independence. That's a good thing. We are celebrating our nation's independence. But there was one of these fanatic Serbian nationalists who decided that he was going to murder the Archduke of the Austrian-Hungarian Empire, Franz Ferdinand, and his pregnant wife. And he assassinated them, and this was the catalyst that triggered World War I, in which 20 million people were killed. Actions have consequences. Now, the good news is, just as there is a ripple effect to our evil actions, St. Paul goes on to tell us, if by the transgression of the one many died, how much more did the grace of God and the gracious gift of the one man, Jesus Christ, overflow for the many? That just as one evil act has a ripple effect, so now the one perfect act of love, Jesus' sacrifice on the cross, has had a ripple effect. And so that now Jesus, by this one perfect act of love, has saved the world and offers life to all people. Love has a ripple effect. How do we share now in this victory that Jesus has won? We hear this today in Romans chapter 6. Did you not know that in baptism we die with Christ? We die to our sinful life and rise to newness of life. Sin is washed away in our baptism. Death is conquered in us through our baptism. And this newness of life, we can walk in freedom in Christ Jesus. We never despair. Never to get discouraged, change is possible, new life is possible in Jesus Christ. Well, here's my encouragement now to all of us. Never underestimate the ripple effect of small acts of service done with great love. 
Jesus tells us whoever gives only a cup of cold water to one of these little ones will surely not lose his reward. That when we do small acts of charity joined to Jesus, they can have tremendous impact. They create a ripple effect. Love always endures and remains, Paul reminds us. It never fades away. Think of people like Mother Teresa. All of her small acts of love and the ripples she created in our world, inspiring millions and millions of people. I was also thinking by way of an example of the movie, It's a Wonderful Life. Remember George Bailey, who has these aspirations to travel the world, and yet he sets aside his own aspirations to save the family business, the Bailey brother building a loan, and it was through his generosity and charity, giving loans to people in the community, that he really created this ripple of love within the community. Now later in the movie, he gets to see what the world would be like if he didn't exist. And we find that Bedford Falls, where he lived, would have been Pottersville, named after the town Miser. One man made a difference. Your life matters. What we do matters. You know, the devil told St. John Vianney, if there were but three of you, my entire kingdom would be destroyed. It's amazing what God can do with one person on fire with the love of Jesus. And then if you have two or three people on love with Jesus, the the devil's kingdom would be ruined. Now, we have 9,300 members of St. Michael. If we're all on fire with charity, think of the ripple effect we could have within our own community and indeed the world. Here's a simple goal for all of us. As we set out on each day, keep before us opportunities and strive to do one or two simple acts of charity every day. And remember, charity begins at home. You can think about what is a simple act of service and love I could do for a family member. Dr. Greg and Lisa Popchak, national marriage therapists, they have a radio show, they've written many books. And one of the things that struck me in one of their books was they said, okay, you know, a lot of married couples, they have a monthly date night. And they said, that's a good thing. But they said, sometimes we find that couples try to store up everything for this monthly date night. And they said, okay, a date night is good, but their challenge is try to do two small loving acts for your spouse every day, not just once a month, but every day. Now, love and the cross are always connected. Love, acts of charity, automatically require self-negation, self-denial, because love always goes outward. And that's why Jesus says, if you want to be my disciple, you must take up your cross and follow me. Jesus shows us by his own life, right, that love is self-donation as he says, this is my body given for you. The greatest symbol of love in the church is the crucifix. There's no greater love than this than to lay down your life for another. And so love and the cross are always intertwined. Think again of George Bailey. He set aside his own plans to travel the world 
to save the family business and to help the community. Love and the cross always go together. Let me close with this. How do we sustain a life of charity? You know how Mother Teresa did it? She told her sisters, we have to begin every day with the Mass and our Holy Hour. Because the only way we can live in sustenance, sustaining a life of charity, is to be in communion and connected to the source of all gift, which is God himself. All charity flows from the Eucharist. It's here at the Mass that we offer our hearts to God and God gives his heart to us in the Holy Eucharist and receiving the sacred heart of Jesus, receiving the Lord's own heart, empowers us to go forth and to love. And so this is why Jesus is telling us, you must always put me first above your family, above your children, above your parents. The love of God must come first because all love flows from God, from the Eucharist. This has to take primacy of place in our lives. And what happens when we practice this charity? We find peace, we find joy, we find life. Whoever is willing to lose my, your life for my sake will find life. You know, when I left home as a child, every time I left home, my mom would always say, be good. Well, this is my commission for us today. Be good. Go forth today, empowered with the heart of Jesus to do small acts of love and create a ripple of love in our world.